This is Spin Control, a Fibercraft podcast by a joyful girl. Control, episode 33, I Have No Idea. This episode is entitled I Have No Idea because I really have no clue what I'm going to talk about today. I'm kind of going to make it up as I go along. The past week has been entirely crazy. With the wedding and all of the family events that we've had going on, I've had about three days stolen from me and I'm going to try to make it all up today. So, I'm packing for a trip to Chicago, and I'm going to record this episode in bits and bobs as my morning goes on, because I have to leave for the airport in about four hours. I guess we'll have to see how this goes and whether or not I actually succeed. I guess I should start this with updates, as I normally do. All right, here's some updates on the wedding woes. Every single thing, every event, everything that happened leading up to the wedding day was pretty much misery for my side of the family. Everything, including the rehearsal dinner, was just awful. However, when the wedding day arrived, everything was so picture perfect. Everybody's attitudes, everybody's moods, all of that had been washed away by the bliss that was upon us, thankfully. The ceremony was absolutely fantastic. The bride and her family were wonderful and sweet to everybody. Her dad is awesome. I totally love that guy. He is just super wonderful and sweet and was totally awesome to my kids on the wedding day and just went out of his way to be super nice and sweet to everybody. And it all went off without a hitch. The wedding ceremony was beautiful and perfect. And we had such a wonderful time at the reception. Now, I know I've told you a little bit about my spouse. And in return for the bride's snarkiness leading up to the wedding, he had her convinced that he was going to open his best man speech with the worst joke you can imagine. He didn't. He actually brought the entire room to tears with what he had to say about his brother and the life that he is going to lead with his bride. It was awesome. It was fantastic. There were so many people at that reception. The best part for me, of course, was seeing a ton of people that I haven't seen in years. It was a wonderful melding of the families and it brought everybody together and we were all in a very celebratory mood and we had a blast. It was awesome. I loved it. And I'm glad it's over. The happy couple is now on their honeymoon. They left this morning for Jamaica and all is right with the world. In addition, in updates, what I have for you is this. I got some love in the mail from our November, December sponsor, Spindies. That's right. Wonderful, gorgeous fiber. It's awesome. So I believe I'd mentioned it before. Spindies has offered up as the donation incentive prize for this month, an artist paint box. Now what the artist paint box consists of is 10 half ounce samples of fiber from 10 different fiber artists. And I believe my daughter is awake and she's sneaking up behind me and we'll have to see how that goes. She can hear me talking through the wall. She snuck into my bed at like four o'clock this morning. So we'll see if she actually makes an appearance this morning. But back on to the fiber artist paint box. Here she is. Good morning, Zoe. Do you want to say hello? No, that's okay. I love you, anybody. So as I was saying, the Fiber Artist Paint Box consists of 10 half ounce samples from 10 different fiber artists. 
And what I have in my hands right now is the previous edition of the Fiber Artist Paint Box, which is the Wisteria Box. It's wonderful, beautiful shades of purple and pink, and they are just lovely. And they feature fiber from artists ranging from, oh, I'll, uh, maybe I'll just go ahead and list it all. We have Natch Woolly, Dragon Wools, Boho Knitter, Hampton Artist Yarns, Fuzzy Bunny Fibers, Moonwood Farms, Silver Spun Alpacas, Wild Hair Fiber Studios, Wooly Bullies, and Moonlight and Laughter. And they all look lovely and wonderful. And the Wisteria box is fiber I'm going to dive into. And I think it's going to be a spindle product for me. And I don't know if I'm going to spin everything separately or if I'm going to blend it all together and see what happens. But the prize pack will be the latest fiber artist paint box. And that is the Moss Edition. And that is up for sale now in the Spindies shop so you can go over there and take looks at the wonderful greens and beautiful colors of fiber that they've got in that box. I'll be sure to link to that in the show notes and put photos of that from her site on the show notes page. So to reiterate, everyone who donates to the podcast this month will of course receive their own copy of the Perfect Little Fat Quarter Bag Pattern and for every dollar donated you'll receive one entry into the drawing to receive the Fiber Artist Paint Box that was graciously donated by our sponsor. And it looks like it's going to be fantastic. And that is all I have this week in updates. So I guess it's time to get this podcast started. This week in Spin a Tale, I do not have any action-packed adventures for you. But what I do have is a little bit of insight into my personality. My podcast is normally pretty business as usual. I pretty much stick to the topic at hand and kind of focus everything around crafting, knitting, spinning, sewing, you know, the like. But this week, yeah, there's not a whole lot going on with all the outside distractions. So I decided that I'm going to share with you a dirty little secret. I don't get to hang out with many of you in person, so this isn't a secret that you would have picked up on your own. This is something that if I don't tell you about it, and you're not with me every day, you wouldn't really notice. I am an addict, a Diet Coke addict, that is. I can't get enough of the stuff. I know, how bad could it be, right? Morning, noon, and night, I drink Diet Coke. This addiction started when I was about 15 and a half. I got my first job. I worked in a fast food restaurant. And to keep the pace of working about 30 hours a week, plus doing all of my high school work, I started drinking soda to keep up. I drink Diet Coke not because of the calorie content, but because the mass quantities that I consume every day, the aspartame sweetener is much kinder to my teeth. If I drank regular soda, fully loaded, packed full of sugar, in the quantities that I drink diet soda, I probably wouldn't have a tooth in my head. I, can't, I really, I can't get enough of the stuff. I even like prioritize my delivery preference when it comes to Diet Coke. The best Diet Coke, of course, is Fountain Diet Coke. And I think that McDonald's has the very best fountain diet soda that there is. I love Diet Coke. If I could get every single Diet Coke that I drank from McDonald's, I would. But it's just not cost effective, nor is it time effective. Second to that is by the can. And third, by the bottle. There's definitely a distinct taste difference in all of those varieties of Diet Coke delivery. But either way, I consume it nonstop all day. And when I say nonstop all day, I really mean nonstop all day. The last thing I do before I go to bed at night is finish my Diet Coke. 
and then I go to sleep. There was a constant flow of Diet Coke in my system. The only way I could get more and faster would be to have Diet Coke on an IV drip. But that is so socially unacceptable that I don't think I'll ever attempt it. So there you go. There's a little something about me you didn't know before. And if you see me out and about, public, fiber festivals, whatever the case may be, you can guarantee I either have a Diet Coke on me, in my hand, or I'm on my way to getting one. And if I'm not on my way to getting one, I am plotting and scheming on how I can find my next fix. The only exception to this is in the last couple years, I converted my morning caffeine intake to coffee. I have like two cups of coffee as I'm starting my day, but then switch directly to Diet Coke. I know, I'm insane. I'm a junkie. I can't help myself. I have no idea why it happened, but it did. And I'm not ashamed of it. It's the one vice I probably won't ever give up until someone tells me something like, you know, your kidneys are failing because of your Diet Coke consumption. But to date, it's not affecting me at all. I don't have trouble sleeping through the night or anything like that. I love it. Diet Coke, my lifelong lasting addiction. And now you know my dirty little secret. And now it's time for spinning my wheels. But first, I need to tell you that this segment and the last couple of segments of this episode may sound very differently than the first, like, three. Uh, This morning when I started recording, I was inside the craft room, like always, you know, facing my little wall, talking to myself. But now I am in a hotel room in downtown Chicago. Crazy how time flies. So I'm a super duper procrastinator and totally put off my packing for this trip until the very last minute. Like I actually had to wash two loads of laundry this morning in order to have all the stuff I needed for this trip clean so I could pack it. So before I got the chance to actually record the last, what, three segments of the episode, I had to hustle and get packed so that I could get out of the house on time. And of course, like I had to eat breakfast and do all those sorts of things, which I would have normally skipped, but my husband took the time to go ahead and make that for me. So I figured it'd be pretty bad if I didn't eat it. And then to top it all off, when I double checked my flight, it turned out that I was leaving a half an hour earlier than I thought. So I really had to hustle to get ready, but I made it out of the house on time, caught my flight to Chicago. 51 minutes later, I was here. And now I am in a beautiful hotel in downtown Chicago, and I have a fantastic view. And I'm going to post a picture of that on my personal blog, and I'll be sure to link to it. Okay, so now on to the crafty bits. In knitting. All right, so pretty much now, and till, I don't know, Christmas time, I am just going to be talking about Christmas Conquest 2010. I'm still totally enjoying the patterns, and I don't feel rushed, and I don't feel like... I'm overworked or outstretched or I'm taking too much on, but that's really all I'm working on. I've got the gloves for Bird and those are just about done. That's the second pair of gilt mittens. And she totally decided she doesn't want mittens. She wants fingerless gloves and that's it. So that's cool. I worked up to the fingers today on the flight. So tonight while I'm sitting here in the room watching TV, I will definitely get those finished and probably get the ends sewn in tonight and everything, and those will be done. And in terms of travel knitting, I also brought with me one of the deer hats and the helmet liner hat. The deer hat is gonna go slowly, I think, because 
the most slowly out of all of the Christmas Conquest 2010 projects because it's secret knitting. I definitely cannot let my husband see it until Christmas Day. So that means like bright and early in the morning is really the only time that I have had to work on that when he is not around. He is not playing rugby this season because his nursing school schedule has been so strenuous. So he's home on Tuesday and Thursday nights. So there's no way that I can sneak around to knit that hat while he's not looking because he's like always there. He like sits on the couch next to me and does his reading while I knit or spin. So that's pretty cool. But that one is gonna probably last me until the very last minute. And I'm gonna try to make three of them. So that's gonna be tough. I don't know if that's actually gonna happen. We'll have to see. The helmet liners are just something I'm trying to get knocked out for the neighbors and they're really simple, except they're a little tedious because right now I'm working on the neck, which is like five inches of two by two rib. It's perfect TV knitting. To be honest with you, I really, really like two by two and one by one rib. I also absolutely love moss stitch or seed stitch. That whole repetitive, easy count back and forth, switching between knit and purl, I just absolutely love it. Now, a non-rhythmic pattern change, switching back and forth between knit and purl is totally, totally different. I definitely don't enjoy that as much as I do a one by one or a two by two switch. So I really like that hat, even though it's taking a long time to get through that neck ribbing, it's still a lot of fun because I totally, thoroughly enjoy that stitch. And that really is all I've got going on in my knitting. I do have plans. I have some gigantic needles and I plan on whipping out some fast scarves and some big hats on fat needles. Those are super fun and I really like taking those to knit night. And maybe this coming week, I will see if I can knock out an entire scarf on giant needles in one sitting. Lord knows I have enough yarn to support that and we'll have to see how that goes. That's all I've got for knitting. Now in spinning, I totally love that skein of Sheepshead Studio that I finished last week. When I recorded last week, that skein was hanging next to me, drying. When it was all said and done, and completely dry. It was dreamy. Oh my gosh, it was so soft and squishy and wonderful. It was hard to believe that I actually spun that. I'm super impressed with the final product on that yarn. I absolutely love it. So I got totally, okay, I'm gonna stand up and turn off the heater because the fan just came on and that's gonna really distract me. All right, so I'm back. So anyway, I so thoroughly enjoyed it that I'm going to finish what I had left. I originally purchased eight ounces of the Sheepshed Studio. It's a superwash specialty dye, and I split it, and the first skein was only three ounces. The second skein, I'm doing four ounces, and I saved an ounce, because I think I'm gonna give that to my mom to practice on. It's beautiful. I think she's absolutely gonna love it. Those are totally her colors. But the second half that I'm spinning, I think I'm gonna Andy and ply it because I want to see the difference in the effect. When I was doing the original three ply, I had the tiniest little bit left over. So I decided I was gonna practice my Andean plying on that. And it ended up only being like 10 yards when I was done. But I really liked the way that the long repeats came out. So I can't wait to see how that turns out. So that's sitting at home waiting for me to get back from Chicago. And I highly doubt I'll get that finished by the time I record next week just because my time is being stolen away. It actually looks like the only thing I'm gonna get done this week is definitely knitting because I can take it with me anywhere. And because it's only a two day trip, I didn't bring any spinning with me to Chicago. 
And that's really all I've been working on in the spinning. And I've been plotting and scheming because I think I want to get my mom some fiber to work on because I know that she's getting herself that spindle. So I guess that makes it easy for me to Christmas shop for her, knowing that she's pretty fascinated with the whole idea of spinning. So we'll have to see how that goes and I will be sure to let you know. Well, maybe I won't be sure to let you know if she's listening. Oh crap, I didn't even think about that. I think she's behind on episodes, so she probably won't even hear this by the time Christmas rolls around. If you hear this, I love you, Mom. <laughs> That's funny. I didn't even think about that. That's hilarious. Anyway, on to the next thing. In sewing. Yeah, I didn't do a whole heck of a lot. Not at all. Like I said earlier in the episode, I had like three days stolen from me this week in terms of getting ready for the wedding. The sacrifices we make for family, you know? But what I did do was I put the final touches on three counting sheet bags. I absolutely love that embroidery design, and I'm so thoroughly impressed with myself. Isn't that pitiful? I'll have to link to that entry in my blog so you can see pictures of the sheep if you haven't already. I think I posted it on Twitter, and I might have mentioned it a couple other places, but I absolutely love it. I'll have to link to the photos of that, because it's, I don't know, I don't mean to brag, but I'm really proud of myself. I think I did a pretty darn good job on it, and that makes me happy. But that, my friends, is all I have in spinning my wheels. Now it's time for me to put my spin on it. And this week, I am going to put my spin on Patton's Classic Wool. Now, I'm really sorry that I don't have more for you, but with the way the Christmas Conquest 2010 is going, that's really the only thing I've been working with, but I feel that I am familiar enough with the product that I can have a few things to say. So, Patton's Classic Wool is 100% pure new wool at about 223 yards per ball for 100 grams. And it is made in Canada. And it touts itself as being ideal for knit, crochet, and felted projects. Now, Patton's Classic Wool is one of those box store yarns that I think is a go-to reliable wool for just about any standard project. I think it's soft enough to be used in a garment that's going to be worn next to the skin. It felts really, really well. I actually used Patton's Classic Wool to do my felted Christmas tree advent calendar. And it comes in an array of colors that will please just about anyone. Now, as box store yarns go, I would say 97% of the time, if you're knitting with this wool, you will have no issues. However, 3% of the time, you may run into a knot. Not even a good knot. Like the gnarly, horrible, it looks like the freaking yarn was snipped and then tied together right there. You know, by hand. Not even like machine tied. It totally looks like it was hand tied together in a big old bulky, horrible knot. But that's only 3% of the time. Literally, in all of the Patents Classic Wool that I've used over the past two years, I've had two knots. One of them was just recently. Two knots in, I would say, 12 balls of yarn. That's not bad at all. That's really not bad. Now, I mean, not two knots per ball. I mean total. Out of 12 balls of yarn, I got two knots total. That's not a bad track record. This wool has done everything I've ever asked it to do, and I really like it. It's very consistently spun. It's very easy to work with. And, like I said, they offer an array of colors that I think make just about everybody happy. They have tweeds and heathers and standard flat colors. And that, my friends, is my spin 
on Patton's Classic Wool. I definitely recommend it as an affordable 100% wool yarn that's easy to find and easy to use. This week, I am all spun up about family holiday traditions. We got a little bit of a late start this year, but last night we started doing all the fun little things that we do as a family to get ready for Christmas and the holiday season. Normally it starts the weekend after Thanksgiving, but we were totally, totally packed. And December 1st came and went and we hadn't even started then. But last night, December 3rd, we got out the Christmas tree, decorated everything, and put it up. We got out the Christmas tree and put it up and did all of that stuff. But last night, we started off our holiday tradition by making gingerbread houses with the girls. That's one of our favorite things. They really enjoy decorating them. And I totally like comparing each year's gingerbread house to the previous years and how the girls have grown in their style and their ability from years past. So we got that all done and we pulled out all of our decorations and we got our tree up and my husband and my daughters, they put the train set together and got that running around the bottom of the tree. It's so super cute. And it was just two years ago when we moved back to his hometown that he pulled out the big huge box of train pieces that had been collecting dust for years and got the set working and all cleaned up and ready to grace our tree. So they got that started last night and we set up our Christmas tree. And this year, unfortunately, we are going with a fake tree because we aren't actually going to be here for like a week and a half during the middle of the Christmas season. So we figured a real tree would just meet a horrible demise in our living room and that would be bad to have to come back to that. But we do prefer a real tree. We just didn't get the chance to go pick one out this year because of the circumstances. But we did get it decorated and the lights strung and I put out my wonderful advent calendar that I made last year. If you haven't seen it in my projects, it is a felted Christmas tree advent calendar. So I made 25 little felted Christmas trees in varying sizes and I did fabric covered buttons with the number embroidered on them. And of course they're hollow so you can hide little treats underneath them. And we started that late. Of course my daughters insisted that I go back and fill all the dates that we missed with little treats for them. So we have our little forest of advent calendar Christmas trees set up around our wonderful little village of gingerbread houses. And that just brings joy to my heart to get to share that time with my family and start all of these little traditions that go around with this season. The snow is falling and it's just a great time of year and I really enjoy it. It gives you a lot of good reasons to just hang out with your family and do the fun stuff that you love to do every year. And I'm thoroughly enjoying all of these things and, you know, making presents for family members with the girls and doing all that kind of stuff. Like I said, I'm a homebody and doing all this stuff inside the house with the family brings me great, great joy. So that is what has me all spun up this week. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it looks like it is that time again. It is time to spin off this episode of Spin Control. I haven't listened to it, but I have a feeling the second half of this episode is going to be a little bit more echoey than the first half. And I thoroughly apologize for that if it drives you mad. It may drive me mad while I'm editing it, but I guess we'll have to figure that out, won't we? Thanks to all of you who are joining me every week, and a special thanks to those of you who popped over to iTunes to leave me a review or a star rating. I really appreciate it. It's totally awesome. I am thoroughly looking forward to the Christmas season and all the crafting that is ahead, 
and I certainly look forward to seeing what you guys have going on up your sleeves. Be sure to share your holiday crafting projects over there in the Spin Control Podcast fans group. I'd really love to see what you guys have going on. That stuff is so much fun, and I know I am really excited about all of this. I'm a pretty selfish knitter, but this time of year when it comes to holiday crafting, even if I don't have specific recipients picked out, I really enjoy knitting gifts. I don't know why. Maybe it's the projects I'm picking are more exciting. I'm not sure exactly what it is. Like the color work hat, totally loving it. It's a lot of fun. But I certainly want to see what you guys have going on, and I hope you are having just as much fun with your holiday knitting as I am. And this is one of those weeks where, in closing, I do not have an advanced song. I'm just as excited to figure out what that song's going to be as you are. So I guess we'll have to figure that one out as it goes. And as always, you can get the details, links to everything I talked about, and check the show notes at spincontrolpodcast.com. You can email me at joyfulgirlknits at gmail.com, catch me on Ravelry as a joyful girl, or follow me on Twitter as a joyful girl made. Thanks again, guys. I will talk to you soon. In the shady cool of our TV room, we watch the scary parts through our fingers. It was make believe and made for the darkest dreams. When you're eight, they're the kind that linger I ran outside for some comfort The sun was blinding Nothing bad could ever happen Under a sky that's blue Nothing bad Predict his mood.